once widely held faith that their country is the greatest force for good in the world, that it always acts to advance democracy and human rights, that it is superior in both its power and its virtue. And just as the Civil War ended slavery without resolving racism and racial injustice, the Vietnam War ended without resolving the conflicting lessons and legacies of America's first defeat. The Vietnam War still matters because the crucial questions it raised remain with us today. Should we continue to seek global military superiority? Can we use our power justly? Can we successfully intervene in distant lands to crush insurgencies or support them, establish order, and promote democracy? What degree of sacrifice will the public bear, and who among us should bear it? Is it possible for American citizens and their elected representatives to change our nation's foreign policy, or is it permanently controlled by an imperial presidency and an unaccountable military-industrial complex? Our answers to those questions are shaped by the experience and memory of the Vietnam War, but in ways that are cloudy and confusing, as well as contested. I believe we could make better contributions to our current debates if we had a clearer understanding of that war's impact on our national identity, from its origins after World War II all the way to the present. But this is not a conventional chronological history. There are already many good ones. Nor am I interested in irresolvable speculation about how the war might have turned out differently if only other decisions had been made or alternative strategies pursued. I want instead to explore the ways the war changed our national self-perception. It is such an important and even obvious subject, you might assume that it has been thoroughly examined and exhausted. After all, there is now a vast literature about various aspects of the Vietnam War. So many books we don't even have a precise count, and no one could possibly read them all. Surprisingly, however, only a small number have taken on this topic and none have tracked it over a six-decade span. My ambition, therefore, is not just to enrich our understanding of the Vietnam War, but to show how we have wrestled with the myths and realities of our nation's global role, from the early days of the Cold War to the wars of the 21st century. To do so, I have drawn on a great variety of sources, everything from movies, songs, memoirs, novels, and advertisements— to official documents, polling data, media coverage, Pentagon studies, government propaganda, presidential speeches, and contemporary commentary. And, of course, I have relied on a long list of superb scholars and journalists whose work made this one possible. My main argument is that the Vietnam War shattered the central tenet of American national identity, the broad faith that the United States is a unique force for good in the world, superior not only in its military and economic power, but in the quality of its government and institutions, the character and morality of its people, and its way of life. A common term for this belief is American exceptionalism. Because that term has been bandied about so much in recent years as a political slogan and a litmus test of patriotism, we need to be reminded that it has deep roots and meaning throughout our history. In many ways, the nation was founded on the faith that it was blessed with unrivaled resources, freedoms, and prospects. So deep were those convictions they took on the power of myth. They were beyond debate. Dissenting movements throughout our history did little to challenge the faith. That's what made the Vietnam War's impact so significant. 
Never before had such a wide range of Americans come to doubt their nation's superiority. Never before had so many questioned its use of military force. Never before had so many challenged the assumption that their country had higher moral standards. Of course, the faith in American exceptionalism has hardly disappeared. Countless times since the Vietnam War, our presidents have invoked it in support of wars and interventions around the world. Although the public has been more reluctant to use military force than its leaders, there is still substantial support for the idea that our power is benign, and that America remains a singularly admirable nation. That's why virtually everyone who runs for higher office in the United States pledges allegiance to the creed. Yet even many ardent believers understand that the faith is no longer as broad or assured as it was before the Vietnam War. In 2000, for example, on the 25th anniversary of the war's end, Henry...